this has been like a bad week for you know all across Canada. You know, anybody who watches Trailer Park Boys, John Dunsworth, Mr. Leahy, he passed away age 71, so the Trailer Park will be without a supervisor. Did you watch that show? Not really. Oh, you really should. <laughs> so, it does seem like it'd be right up my alley. Oh my God, dude, you gotta watch. So as we sit here drinking our Freedom 35, let's raise a toast yeah. to uh, Jim Leahy, rest in peace, and also the. Uh, Foreseen yet tragic passing of Gord Downey from the Tragically Hip. We've played music, him great. all day at work today. Absolutely. Canada's poet. Have you ever listened to some hip? Yes. Yeah, New that. Orleans Sinkins always been, always loved that song. Mm -hmm. Always. No, they've as much sad as it's been. You've uh, you've got the Maple Leafs to kind of bring you some joy. Yeah. Here, here. But yeah, back. Uh, Whatever episode this is, we've been off for the off season, but uh, we're about week week and a half from the season. I think everybody's played at least five games, six games. Uh, I think two weeks. Two weeks. There's one team that only had four. I seen today looking at the standings. Uh, somebody in the Central Division. I think it was Wild. It was Minnesota Wild. They only played like four games. The Carolina yeah, me and Min like yeah. Minnesota's got four. Florida's five. Well, six tonight. But Carolina's got five. I mean, season's still early, but. I think we wanted to discuss standout teams because there's quite a bit that stand out and quite a bit that I think people are a little shocked. And I mean, I'll, I'll try not to be a homer, but it is what it is. Uh, current rankings as of the recording of this, which is 8 p.m., um, Devils are second place in the league, only behind Tampa by one point, followed up by Toronto, who's also tied at 12, St. Louis is at 12, Tampa's obviously at 13. And if I was to ask you last season, do you think the Devils would be where they are right now? No. I mean, yeah. I was going to say, like, to me, they're the biggest surprise just for how hot out the gate they started. I, I thought they got better this offseason. They're obviously been terrible for a couple of years, so you'd think all those <laughs> draft picks would come to, to fruition. But they, they definitely started off on the right foot. So we, we jumped into the cold open, but uh, our guest this week near the show is Kelly Appleby. And one thing I do with new guests is – um, kind of give a little bit of your, your hockey background, like how you got into the game. Yeah, obviously what team you root for, but, you know, what you love about it and why you play or don't play or coach, you know, yada, yada, yada. Oh, my start in hockey is kind of weird. My, my dad never really was into it. He brought home a Tony the Tiger uh, <laughs> Frosted Flake stick for me when I was, I don't know, probably like eight or nine years old. And it just became a love affair with the game. I mean, I... I really didn't have any ice experience growing up. I just basically got all the neighborhood kids to get skates, and we played on tennis courts. I bought goals, pucks, you name it. I played for until I got married and then kind of like left it alone for, for five, six years, and then I had a son, and that kind of got me back into it. You know, I got him playing. I got a whole his friends playing around the neighborhood, and then now, now I'm a coach, a, a dad, and I just play with you guys for fun you know, on the weekends. Yeah, I was going to say, we're all at that stage where there's no competitive anymore. Yeah. <laughs> we drink beer and play hockey. But, uh, yeah, thanks for having or Thanks for being here. Yeah, no Glad problem, man. This is cool. And then the other guest is, as always, Papa. So, so, But, yeah, we jumped into it. New Jersey, I think, is the biggest standout. I mean, Toronto really came on strong last year. Tampa's always been a good team. St. Louis. Um, I think the biggest thing with Jersey just – 
kind of watching as a fan standpoint is one player really can kind of change an attitude of a team. We got the first overall pick, which was Nico Heischer, and it just seems like the chemistry on all four lines is uh, outstanding. I mean, we're missing... There's a few guys who are out with injuries, but again, the defense really seems to click. The offense seems to click. I think the last two games they've had, they've they've come back to win in overtime. It was against the Rangers, and then last night against the Senators. You know, just something about that team really seems like they're uh, firing on all cylinders. I think it's sustainable, though. I, I, I question the true sustainability. I think they could buy maybe for a wild card. Yeah, drop a couple more things back here. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's our producer over here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God, he's getting in character, folks. Oh, but we really need to put a camera up. <laughs> no, I don't like to do it. No, for uh, sustainability, I I think it's tough. I think the the, the quote unquote biggest test. Well, they they just sustained a Snyder injury, which um, yeah. he's put on IR, which if I recall is. He can miss up to six games, and then after that, it's considered long-term. And I don't think they revealed what it was besides just an LBI. Uh, it, yeah, be anything for a goalie. Yeah, if he's out for an extended amount of time, I think it might be a little different. But I think Kincaid's a, you know, he plays pretty well for backup, could be a starter. I know he played quite a bit last season when Snyder got hurt. I think it's good. I think when Zajac and Boyle come back, I think will be the – do you plug them in or do you keep the same guys rolling and say, hey, we've we've got something going, you're just going to have to sit and wait, which is hard for veterans, but, I mean, it is what it is. Just real quick, I'll jump in. You, you, you made the comment about one player making a difference, and to be honest, I don't think Heischer's really made a difference. For whatever reason, some of the other young guys, uh, Jesper Bratt, like, where did this guy come from? Yeah. And all of a sudden, he's tearing it up. And there's but, also Butcher. I mean... Butcher, yeah. yeah Butcher Butcher's doing a nice guys. job on the back end there for Which them. Because I hate him for dissing Colorado, but... <laughs> I wish him nothing but the worst. But it just seems like they finally got some guys that matured a little bit, you know, how they were playing, and, and the pieces just kind of fell in. I mean, he sure really hasn't done much. He had two goals last night, which were his first two goals. He had a couple of assists here and there, but, you know, they really haven't needed him to do anything yet. But now that he's coming around and you get some of the guys coming back from injury, more of the pieces are falling into place. I think that goes to the sustainability. Mm. I think, yeah, they can. And when you look around, that conference in the league, I mean, the Rangers, my God, what's going on there? Yeah. The Canadians, what, what's that all about? I mean, you talk about surprise teams, you know, a quick, you know, look at the opposite of the specter. Here's two teams in that conference that are, they're struggling. Yeah. They just can't win games. Yeah. If you look at the Rangers, Rangers, uh, actual lineup there, I mean, you got Mika Zinovijad as your, your starting center on your first line. I think you're kind of asking for like not having goals. I mean, he's a good second-line center. Like, I, I think the Rangers have tried to get by by just playing defense and winning games 3-2, to two, Yeah. and it's going gonna, it's gonna to haunt them this year. And it's the same for Canadians. They, yeah. They've put so much stock in Carey Price, and the Rangers mm-hmm. have put so much stock in into Lundqvist, but they've always had some offense to go with it. You know, They weren't putting up big points, but you know, go out and get two, maybe three goals a game, and Lundqvist shuts down the rest. Yeah. 
I mean, some of it I think has to do with the penalties too. Like, if you're if you're a team like that, you're you're going to be a hack and slash kind of team sometimes, and they're calling every little touch of the glove of the slash. Yeah, that hurts those teams that play defense first, and I think you're seeing that this year. Yeah, because I think especially in the Eastern Conference and Metropolitan, it's it's all about speed. Yeah, you're, you're playing Washington, you're playing Pittsburgh, you're you're bringing speed, and I like you said the the slightest it's anything up by the hands mm-hmm. I, for teams that are known to be gritty. You know, hey your first two rushes we're going to give you a little whack and it's an automatic call i think it it takes back that momentum of okay we can't really do that so we got to play on our toes and you know hope we make a stop but like you said get two three goals a game and you hope that lundquist or price can back you up and it's just both of those guys seem to be a bit off this season you look right now before the start of the games tonight montreal canadians were dead last in the eastern conference with three points the Rangers were one spot ahead of them, tied with Buffalo and Florida at four points. And Montreal right now has a goal differential of minus 16, mm-hmm. and the Rangers are minus 10. Yeah. So it's yeah, I mean, Truen, good there. Truen has looked good there, but, like, everybody else who's a forward there, you know, has, like, Galchenyuk has been been hiding like a magician lately. I don't know where he's been at. Well, he, they've got him down to the fourth line, and now they're starting to be trading yeah. So like the thing I saw I think yesterday was Pittsburgh still looking to acquire another oh, center, and, and there were some rumors <laughs> going around about Galchenyuk if he'd be a fit in Pittsburgh, and so we'll see what happens there. Yeah, I, I think you brought up Drew, and I think that by now you would you would hope that players start to click, but I mean we're five, six games in the season, and you're still trying to find your rhythm. Drew leads the team in points right now. He's got five. And then your next offensive player on that list is fourth with Paul Byron at two points. Yeah. You're not really getting much done. Mm-hmm. Another guy is Pacioretty. has one assist so far. Galchenyuk has one assist. You're not getting a lot of scoring. And, and Carey Price's stats are, you know, one win, four losses with, Three and a half goals against average. It's yeah, it's not Carey Price like numbers. No, no. I mean he's. I mean they don't they don't even seem like they can really utilize the abilities of Shea Weber because like no forwards you're nervous of, so you can just keep your forwards high and make sure he doesn't tee one up. You know, I mean Montreal has got to do something or they're going to end up having to tank, and I'm sure Carey Price doesn't want to be you know wasting his prime years on tanking. Just and and you brought. You brought in Alsner in free agency who, you know, was supposed to solidify that top four and help out. Yeah. And, I mean, as much as he's he's got three assists so far, he hasn't really stepped up, so to speak. He's just kind of been there, which, you know, doesn't help you win or lose games, but it sure doesn't put a a, a dent in, in your season. I mean... Like, Sorry, I didn't mean to derail you there. I was just watching like, the live game, and I'm making penalty calls like I'm a ref over here. Making a call on <laughs> Madison Bowie, two minutes for tripping. <laughs> then we we'll, we'll go to the Rangers and and you know look at Lundqvist's stats. He's one win, three losses, and you know three point two goals against average. So it's a little better than Price, but it's yeah. He got singed by the Penguins the other night on up top goals. I don't know if you guys seen those. But. Yeah. Well, he, he used to take away the top pretty well, and if he's given up that. And then their big free agent acquisition was Shattenkirk. He leads the team with seven points, and, you know, there's Zuccarello seven, Miller seven, Zabinijad with six. So they've... It's a bunch of grindy, 
grinding. Yeah, they, they've uh, got. But I think the East, I think the Eastern Conference has always been kind of a more more of a um, physical grinding conference. It, it used to be, but I think a lot of the teams that are good in that conference now are just fast. I mean, I, I see it with my team and the Flyers. They're they're just trying to get young and fast, and, and, and they're playing better because of it. And those who know me know I hate the Flyers, but I will say I will give them credit. It seems like they finally might have figured it out of instead of bringing in these big, gritty, mm-hmm. physical players, let's get younger, let's get faster. You know, I, I honestly see a guy like Giroux, this is make or break year for him. Yeah. If he's not on board with the new program, if he can't keep up, maybe and, he's going to LA. And so far, he hasn't disappointed know. in my eyes. I mean, I think Couturier is a big surprise for yeah, us. Yeah, I think he's. They well, threw he, him on line one, and, you know, he hasn't looked exactly graceful, but he's. He knows how to move the puck, and you know, in tight, he's developing those skills. He put one in the other night, and it, it looked fine. I mean, I, I liked where the Flyers looked this year. I think they have a chance at, at making the playoffs. So that's better than what we've done for the last couple of years. And so, oh yeah, I just hope we get in a matchup with the Penguins. We have a pretty good uh, routine right, of eliminating right now, them. Right now, they sit seventh. We're tied for seventh with uh, Detroit in the Eastern Conference. But I mean, it's October. But you talk about Couturier. Um... He came on hot at the end of last season after the the trade deadline because everybody talked about he was being moved. He didn't want to be there, and and he ended up staying. And I don't have the points in front of me, but I think it was like 17 points in his final X amount of games. And it doesn't seem like he's really slowed down. He's just picked it up. So maybe he's you know hit that milestone turn of instead of being a complete defensive centerman, he's going to put up points and be more valuable. Which you know. Bobby Clark want to be with the missing front teeth. Yeah. Maybe he might show it. Yeah. But quick, you know, looking over at the Western Conference, you know, you got to start with the obvious out there. Yeah. Vegas. I mean, yeah. I mean did you guys think that? I mean, a lot of people yeah. were like freaking out, like, like, well, well, they finally did a good job of the expansion. You right. know, they got some players. I did not expect them to be like the cream of the crop right off the start. I, I, think, thought, I figured, I figured they'd be competitive, yeah. possibly a playoff team. And it's early. Things are still yeah. – because just looking at that conference, I mean, as much as you're like, wow, look at Vegas, on the flip side of that, you're going, wow, look at Edmonton. Yeah. What yeah. is going on They're there? fun to watch, but they're not getting wins. It's yeah. the same with San Jose. Yeah. San, San Jose yeah. is just – I think been, they're missing Marlon more than they realize. Yeah. I mean, that's – got Minnesota's at the bottom of the Western Conference. Anaheim, you know, it's – L.A. seems to have found the resurgence here. They're second in the Western Conference right now. It doesn't hurt you have quick back. You know, that, that's health, a big plus know. right there. Although, Buda played great last year for them. It just seemed like they didn't have the punch up front. Something yeah. was missing there. I don't know – I think they pretty much got a lot of the same guys this year. They yeah. have a couple of younger guys infused in the lineup, but – Dustin Brown has found a resurgence. Yeah, he's all of a sudden yeah, I, don't, I don't think John Stevens has changed really much of what they do. They still, still seem like a team that throws the puck in the net and go four-check hard, yeah. you know, play defense first. I mean, I think it's uh, – from what I seen the other day, was it um, Brown is – like you just said, I think it's just, his stats are just way more yeah. than what he's normally Yeah, I, I think he took last season a big hit being stripped of captain. Yeah. And I think that also coincidentally slowed down Kopitar – because his numbers declined last year, but so far they, like you said, they've been on fire. They're everyone's putting up points. But you go back to Vegas. You talked about the expansion draft. They didn't really get. I don't want to say superstars. I mean, a lot of these. Obviously, if you play in a professional league, you're. I mean, you're, James Neal's an all-star year in a year out. It's the real deal, James Neal. Okay. 
but yeah, he's, he's he's eight points. <laughs> You've got Perron, who's a you know a thirty goal scorer. He's got five. Riley Smith four, and then it kind of tapers off a bunch of guys with you know two three. But goaltending, up until Flurry's injury, I think was a surprise. I, I thought they were dead in the water with Flurry going down the way Malcolm Subban had played. First off, just the fact of how they plucked Calvin Pickard from Colorado. And then they turn around and pick up Malcolm Subban off waivers, who is a good goaltender. You know, he was great. He was pretty good in the juniors. I wouldn't say great. He was pretty good in the juniors. He did okay in the AHL. Whenever he saw, you know, big league action in Boston, struggled. And he struggled hard. He looked pretty good this preseason. That's why I was shocked when they waived yeah. him. Yeah. Well, they're and now I bet you Boston's kind of regretting it with they Rask already with the They hated issues. the fact because they thought that they could slip him through yeah. into the minor. And they got caught. And when Vegas grabbed him, they, they were caught by, by surprise. I think a lot of people were scratching their heads because, again, you take Pickard, who played a lot of games last year when Barley was hurt. So mm-hmm. he has that experience. You bring Subban in. Then they wave Pickard. Then they turn around and traded Pickard away. And it's like, yeah. what a – Subban plays two games, has a shutout in the first. Well, he was 30 seconds away from a shutout in the first game, and then and yeah. looked equally as good in the second game. So like, maybe it's a system thing, you know. Boston, you know, they they're more of a defensive style team. They've got some running gun to them, but they're more defensive. But you know, <coughs> he's getting a lot more support in Vegas than he yeah. would have in Boston. Yeah, I think a lot of it is. I didn't mean to cut you off, but. Um, I believe in the in the fresh start theory where you get a, a new surrounding, a new team, and everything kind of you wipe the slate clean. I think that has to do a lot of it. It's in that Boston, he might have had an attitude of yeah, he probably getting racist comments on him all the time too. Yeah, that's a possibility. <laughs> not, not Boston, not in Boston, but not uh, like that. <laughs> but 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 knowing you're behind you're behind Rask for for a good bit, I think it's a fresh start of of you know. Where, where, uh, yeah, it's nice, it's nice not being reminded every day, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I do. You would talk about Vegas. I want to talk about the guy that you know they thought was going to be big and is. I wouldn't say disappointed so far, but Shipashev. Yeah. He he didn't start the first few games. He was basically told you're you're not fitting our system yet. We're going to keep you out. And his first game, he had an assist. And, it was a goal. I can't remember. He had a goal. He had a goal. Yeah, he did game. have a goal. Yeah. yeah. And because he had one, and uh, who was the other kid they Tuck, called up? Yeah, 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 Tuck. Yeah, he was talked about all the time. Now. Yeah. But I, I, I mean, is he a guy you think is going to start coming on if he gets to comp? I didn't know he was thirty. Yeah. Really? He, yeah. yeah I didn't know that either. He, he, he was the same draft year as Ovechkin. Wow. So yeah. he's just spent his whole time over there in the KHL riding yeah. crappy planes yeah. and. <laughs> not get paid week to week. Yeah, yeah. Is it or Crosby? the paycheck comes. I think it was Crosby because I think the the comment was made that he was the Russian version of Crosby or something like that. Also, oh, he dives and he does dirty crap. <laughs> I'm not sure if he's developed that part of his game yet, but but no, I I know uh, I like you said about the Vegas team. It's they've got a lot of heart and soul grinding players, and then yeah. You, Real deal, James Neal, Perron, Riley Smith, uh, Marsha Show. You got guys who can put the puck in the net. It's just they're they're clicking. It's I, nice to see that they did them a solid, and it didn't make it like you know way Nashville was or Atlanta was when they expanded to those markets because it, it took those teams a couple years to actually do yeah. anything. Yeah. So. 
and, and you could have Kovalchuk as your first, you know, first ever pick, and he might put up 50 goals, but if you can't put a team around him, you can't do much. I'm not shocked with Washington's, like, early season struggles in a sense. I, I thought they lost some pieces this offseason, and they, they kind of look normal. They look like they fell back to everybody. I think Pittsburgh's almost the same way, too. Yeah, Maybe like they're human again. Yeah. But, like, the goalie issue and the defenseman issue is going to be a problem for the Penguins. They're not going to just roll through everybody. No, I, th- I think with losing uh, Benito, who a good second, Benito, third Benito, line, Benito, yeah, Benito, 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 a good Benito. second, third line defensive center. I think losing him was big. Um, I can't think of the other guy who left out of free agency. I mean, they lost Ron Hainsey in free mm. agency. There's another big name that they lost. <laughs> um, it'll oh, come to Flurry. me, but, well, yeah, Flurry. There was that guy. Yeah, that guy. They kind of just, you know, because Murray took him the whole like way until Murray uh, was back. Kind of struggling a little bit. A little uh, fantasy update for you. If you played Derek Dorsett tonight, he's got two points. <laughs> or if you left him on your bench. How much is he worth in DraftKings? Like three grand? Like a can of beans? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's a bargain basement right there. Told you I should have put him in tonight. Drive the net. Good things will happen, boys. Coach Appleby. But, yeah, yeah like like Washington, <laughs> you know, coming in, into tonight, they're 3-3. Three and three. They're not – Blowing anybody out of the water. They've scored 22 goals and given up 24. That's not a Hopi. He's not really standing out this season. Yeah. So far. I think they took a hit on defense, too. Yeah, I think losing Alsner was, was big. I mean, they've got some young guys up from Hershey that are that are capable, but they're still trying to find their their way through. Yeah. Christian Jude, Juice Madison Bowie. It's just a matter of, like, actually getting the defensive part of that yeah. game down. He's, he, he's got the hands, but he doesn't, needs to learn how to. Play the angles a little bit better in the yeah. NHL. He's young. He'll he'll get there. I think another guy, Madison Bowie, um, another young. He's just tall, physical. Get a few more games into him, get comfortable, and you can kind of make a name for yourself. But, I mean, who else is struggling this year? I mean, we mentioned just, San Jose. I mean, Phoenix sucks, but that's, yeah, that's kind of expected. <laughs> just you know? real quick, you were saying about Derek Dorsett. Uh, he's got a goal and an assist, and that goal was a shorty. I did see that. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So that's even, even sexier there for the uh, points. That's 70 points on my bench. Let's try and get Derek Dorsett <laughs> on next week. <laughs> Derek, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on. Uh, and it's Arizona. I don't. My producer's yeah, telling my, me. My bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm still saying San Diego when I talk about the Chargers and football. So. Well, there will always be San Diego. <laughs> oh, do you, I, and they'll always play at the Murph. I wanted to discuss that. I don't know if you saw. We talked about this the other day. Um, you know, this isn't an NFL show, but you've got the the anthem protests. And JT Brown of the Lightning, the first few games in, I think it was like the second or third, held up his fist. And it was the first NHL demonstration. He didn't kneel. He didn't sit. He just held up a fist. And he took a lot of flack for it. But unsurprisingly, I hate to say that, but... I wouldn't say a lot. I mean, there was some... Some comments made, but not to the degree that there is in the in the NFL. Did he do it at home? At home. It was a home game. But what what he's getting at? Um, he came out with a statement, and I'll try and find it. And we can link it. But it was along the lines of he's going to end his protest. He's not going to raise his fist, but instead he's going to work with local fire department or yeah fire departments, police departments, schools, and try and educate them and bring awareness to. I'll just say the inequality that we have, whether you want to say it's inequality or 
so, bring you go ahead. Yeah, I mean, a shout out to him. I mean, he he did some sort of protest for one game. Yeah, he didn't just keep it up for no reason. Right. Yeah. But now he's like, I'm I'm gonna make a difference where it matters the most. Instead of being one of these overpriced whiny crybabies in the NFL that are just trying to make a statement just to get a little publicity. This guy is says, okay, instead of doing this stuff on the stage, I'm going to go on the streets in the community and work with these people and try to make a difference there. Yeah. So hats off to JT Brown. You brought a little awareness to it. And now you're out there actually practicing what you preach. So hats off to him. Yeah, he's talking about doing ride-alongs with the police department, you know, organizing street hockey games and whatnot in the community and having the police you know, involved with that. So he's trying to bridge that gap in the community. And I think we need more of that. And I think if, if NFL players would, um, you know, if all and, I, and I know there way, are some, yeah. I know there are some, and maybe it doesn't get the recognition. That, <laughs> that was ill-advised. <laughs> well, a little computer troubles there. Yeah, we'll research. Yeah, we'll need to cut that out. <laughs> but no, we talk about, uh, JT Brown, he, he said that the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, ownership coaches, the players were all behind him. And to add into it, he's, he's doing stuff with Bigs and Blue, which is a program run by Big Brothers and Big Sisters of America that has officers as their mentors. I think it's 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 cool, like lack of a better term, that you know he understands that he has that power to go above and beyond, unlike normal middle class Americans. He's he has the following, the awareness and yeah, and that's all he can really do is try to make yeah. a difference in his community. You know, if he can, if he can grow hockey on a level in Tampa that's that's not normally there. I mean, they, they don't really have the facilities like we do around here, or even anywhere else. So if if he can do that, I mean, that's I think that's key for a lot of these places that are in not as traditional hockey markets is trying to grow it in that area as well. Yeah, and I think if if he steps out, not to say steps out, but gets out there and spreads his name out, and, you know, hey. You know, I think he said he donated a, a six, like 600 tickets to upcoming games. Yeah. I think that's another big thing of of hey, get the kids of the games while doing your your demonstration and stuff. You get everyone incorporated, which unfortunately we're not seeing currently in the NFL. But back to hockey because this yeah, isn't yeah, we, a yeah, no we fun league. Yeah, we don't talk about that. <laughs> we can segue into Tampa, number one team in the NHL right now, Kucherov. Unfortunately, had his goal streak snapped. Does, does Eisner have like a direct line to like Putin or somebody? Like, <laughs> how many Russians they have on that squad? I mean, like, well, forever to him. Forever it was Washington. That was like yeah. the Russian national team. I mean, I just made an acquisition of the 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 kid. I can't think of his name. Mystical? Uh, no, Nikolai. It's a defenseman on the second line. He was playing with um, Pedman last night. And he had two. He had both the goals. Oh. I just picked him up once I seen him play. I'm like, he just absolutely sniped one right over the goalie. I know you're. And he I walked can't. it down. Uh, oh man, it's not Sergachev, is it? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, yeah Mikhail Sergachev. Yep. He was part of the Druin trade. Yeah, he's, he's part of that yeah. Druin trade because yeah. he's, he's yeah, like, pictured as a Canadian in his, yeah. his profile pic. Yeah. Oh my God, he is former Windsor Spitfire. He's got he's got a shot on him. Yeah, he does. And with Headman. Yeah, you pair those two together. Look out! I mean, yeah, you better be aware. But yeah, um, it was a seven. It was a seven-game streak, right, for goals for Kucherov. I'm not sure exactly. Or, I, think I think it was six, six. It was six. He had seven goals in six games. I mean, but, I think if he's Stammer healthy, I think Tampa's almost got to be the difference. favorite. Right. 
Conference. Yeah, I think Vasilevsky's really coming into his own. Mm-hmm. They've moved on from Ben Bishop. Obviously, we just talked about Hedman, Sergachev. They got a vet in Budai behind them. Yeah. You guys, Slater Cuckoo on defense. I just wanted to say Slater Cuckoo. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my fantasy team. Huh? If you're listening, we'd love to have you on the show. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's. Uh, I think so far this season, you've got a lot of teams that are surprising, teams that you expected. I mean, uh, we could sit here and try to actually predict like the the A from each side, but like, it's so many injuries happen between now and then. You know, yeah. you just don't know. The team loses a goalie for for a couple months, and they're just and for lack of better terms, they end up ass out. You know, if if you know the standings stay like this or relatively close up to the All Star break, if they stay like this. Colorado makes a playoff. <laughs> if, if you stay like this up to the All Star break, I think then you really yeah. this team is legit. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, in that time frame, I mean, just looking at the East, it, I mean. Don't you feel like Toronto has to, at some point, add, like, a, a veteran D-man to, like, they can't, they, got hazy. they can't expect to, like, you know, outscore people in the playoffs, like, five to three, five, you know what I mean? Like, They've actually had those discussions. About I'm sure that they'll, they'll bring someone, and I know, like and I they said, have you, to be a buyer and just push those chips in and let, let, let's go for it. Because there's still the thing with, with Vegas, all the defensemen that they have stacked. Yeah. They they I guess they expected a market, excuse me, a bigger market for defensemen at this point, but nobody's really bitten into. I mean, they got Shea Theodore mm. in the minors. I mean, there's a guy that is is an NHL blue line guy. Mm-hmm. You got him in the minors because they don't have the room. They they went in all in on defensemen, figured they would load up. Use them as trade bait, but they haven't found the right partners yet. Yeah. But I mean, there's a guy who could probably get moved. Um, I forget who the other guys were. The one guy's injured, uh, Clayton Stoner. So when he yeah. comes back now, what do they do with him? Yeah, you got to make a move at that point. Um, who who do you think is going to benefit your team more? Both those guys, it's, uh, coincidentally, are from Anaheim. Yeah. I think that was actually part of the, uh, if you don't take Vatten in, we'll give you these guys in return. Mm. That, speaking, speaking of collusion and the expansion draft, huh? <laughs> oh, they all did it. Everybody. <laughs> hey, we'll trade you so-and-so if you leave someone in touch. That was as collusion as you can get. Yeah, yeah. all kinds of wheelmen dealing. But, yeah, I mean, this, this so far this season, I think you got a lot of surprises. A lot of teams that... Like we said, the Rangers, Montreal, Boston even, they've got off to a slow start. You talk about how important is Bergeron. Oh, my God, yeah, yeah. he came back. He and came back, and the team's on a whole, it's a whole different sheet. team. What do you guys think of the new rule when it comes to challenges when a team's on a penalty? That, that for me, like, Flyers already got burned on this, and maybe it's on the coaching staff on not challenging it when you're on a five-on-three, you know, but – I, I just don't like the rule. I, I'm so sick of replay in sports anymore. They, they, they don't even get it right anymore. I, 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 you know? so, so you're talking about the fact that Colorado uh, got screwed last night? Uh, yeah. Did you see that yeah, article I see, today? I've seen, uh, seen your post today. I, I watched that video, and it's just like the, the, the rules are getting so ridiculous. There's, there's too much gray area anymore. And I, I understand some of the need for it, you know, I mean, the rest can only see so much. And I understand there's some things that could have been 
it could have swung the game one way or another where replay maybe helps correct that. But but wasn't the system good when they first installed it? Like, didn't they used to just, like, if there was an issue, you, it went to New York, and then they made the call. Toronto. Or, yeah, Toronto. Yeah. yeah, they went to Toronto, and they made the call there. Yeah. Now, now it's just like we had TVs under the floor or behind yeah. the bench. It, yeah. it's, just, it's gotten ridiculous, and it, and it kills. And now they've ever since the offsides rule, it's really made it terrible. Like, you'll totally – I'm okay with lines with just making that call. Yeah. I mean, they're human. Officials are human, yeah. believe it or not. And they get it right, I think, more than any other official in any sport. It's yeah. just you need the replay, I think, for dicey situations around the goal. Yeah. But, but the, the over replaying is, is it just kills the flow of the game, I you, think. You want to talk about the new rules. Uh shout out to Leo Komarov, the first <laughs> equipment violation penalty ever. Yeah. You, that's just absurd. This is ridiculous. I, let the guy wear his visor how he wants. If a guy wants to tuck in his jersey, let him tuck in his jersey. If they say it's a safety concern. These guys are grown men. If you take a stick or a puck in the face, it's your own fault. I, I don't understand how a guy like Komarov that he's grandfathered into where he doesn't have to wear a shield, but we're going to penalize him if he has the shield on and it's tilted up. Yeah. What's the difference? Yeah, what, what is it? I, yeah, I he could literally get, get the screwdriver out, take it off, and you couldn't call a penalty on him. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think it's it's almost an initiative by the NHL to try to get more power plays because it makes it more exciting, more, more goals. goal scoring. I guess as a casual is, fan, for me, I'm okay with a three-two game. Yeah, you know, but for for the masses, I think that's what they're truly concerned about: more eyes equals more revenue dollars when it comes to advertising. I think. You know, if these rules stay in place as they are now and it's an uptick, I think the playoffs is where it'll really oh, make the ratings? a break Oh, my game. God, yeah. Because, like, they, they, the refs always saw all the whistles come playoff can, time. Can you imagine a, because of it. a Game yeah. 7 overtime and you get an equipment violation call? Oh, my God. I, oh. <laughs> that ref uh, should look out for his life at that point. <laughs> oh, man. I could see I could see it now. Well, they disallow a goal on an offside. It shouldn't have been an yeah, offside. Yeah, I mean, how... <laughs> How cancerous would that be? It tied the game! <laughs> it's a face-off violation. That's another one. That's just... Well, at least they've relaxed on that. Yes, like they I, really I'm, have. I'm all in favor of, of crack, cracking down on the slashing rope. <laughs> just that goes directly to player safety. I yeah. mean, guys are just taking liberties and swacking away. It was getting out of hand, obviously. <laughs> but, you know, at least now they're saying, okay, we, we, we have to clamp down on this you know, just to get more safety into players in the game and whatnot. So that one I get. The face-off and equipment, though, is just, yeah, that's it's ridiculous. Yeah, well, I'm, uh, it, it's, and it's like we started all off with. It's just like, I, I don't see how you should be. I guess their theory is with that penalty is you challenge something and you're on the PK, you're giving yourself an unofficial timeout. Yeah. So that they give you an extra penalty, but. Uh, it's it's well. I mean, how often will that happen? Uh, yeah. it, you know, like you said, it happened to the Flyers so far. I can't think of any other instances so far. In this well, season. I think it's almost like the learning experience of you know McNabb a few years ago realizing there wasn't ties. You know. Oh lord. <laughs> Starting to see a theme here with Philadelphia. Yeah. yeah. We are we're, we're not exactly the most educated players and fans. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> But yeah, we're we're gonna wrap it up here. Uh, thanks for tuning in. You know, Derek Dorsett, Slater Cuckoo, you guys are out there. Pick, hit us up. 
Kelly, thanks for being here. Yeah. Pops, great. as always. Yep. We'll be back next time. See you. Go dogs. <laughs>